What is boppin', my potato chips? It is I, the host of the Junkyard Love podcast, Gumby. Today we've got my friend Tim Fraley on the podcast. We actually start this episode out right after this intro. It's going to go right into him playing, singing a song, uh, performing a song that he wrote, an original song from him. I tried to kind of sharpen it up and make it sound okay, um, but I didn't do too much. So, you know, I, I just kind of on the fly gave the poor guy, like said, hey, wait, what if you sing a song right before we start? So he didn't have any warm-ups. He didn't have any uh, time to plan or prepare or whatever. So that's kind of like a musician's worst nightmare, but he did great. It was awesome. That'll be the intro. As far as the uh, the doggos in the background, we've got a couple times they're barking. I tried to cut it out when I could. Towards the end, they're there yipping in the background, but it kind of turns into background noise after a few. So uh, I am grateful that you guys are still rolling with the punches, just kind of experiencing the, the newness of trying to switch over to Zoom and the occasional remote podcast since I don't have the same studio anymore, I don't have the same space. So just kind of rolling with the punches, rolling with the changes, um, trying to edit the audio how I can, trying to meet up with people where I can and continue bringing you the episodes and just trying to have, um, have these conversations. So I'm glad you guys are listening. If you enjoy, give it a thumbs up, give it a like, get a follow, share, whatever. Interact with it. I appreciate it. Take care of yourselves and enjoy this episode with Tim Fraley. We'll see you next episode. time I met her I was already behind she had a one foot out the door had her hand in mine her mama told me son can you handle a gypsy so I said that girl right there no she's got a heart of gold then one night As fast she came into my life A door slam, a K-10, a tail light Gypsy soul, where'd you go? I'm still here Nothing out there to see that you couldn't see with me. Gypsy soul, why'd you go leaving love Your friends try to tell you, yeah, they do the best they can. Ain't easy changing the heart of a man. I do my best to pick up the pieces I was never there to start. I look in the mirror, give a gypsy my heart. Gypsy soul, where'd you go? I'm still here Ain't 
nothing out there to see that you couldn't see with me. Gypsy soul, why'd you go leaving long over here? It's been countless bottles, countless nights since I've seen those taillights. She called the other day, she had something to say. She said she's coming home, oh, I did you wrong. I said, Gypsy, Gypsy, Gypsy soul, no, no, no. Fool's cowboy once, you'll never fool him twice. I know it's only a matter of time till the wind takes you back into the night. I said, Gypsy, Gypsy, oh, Gypsy soul. Gypsy soul, where'd you go? I'm still here. Nothing out there to see now, was there? She couldn't see with me. Gypsy soul, I gotta go. No point in staying in here. Well, we'll see how he does. Dude, that's a hell of a way to start a podcast. That was, that was so that was, enjoyable, actually. It was a little nerve-wracking. but Yeah, I mean, I told, just for the record, for anybody listening, I totally sabotaged him there. I'm like, didn't even give him any heads up on it. He had no warm-up, no vocal warm-ups or anything. I'm like, you should play a song. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing Sober January, so no, no whiskey courage on that one. Yeah, isn't it crazy <laughs> how much that helps to not just be like overly neurotic? and? I mean, just like a, yeah, just a couple... Uh, couple sips a couple and you're sips. just it takes the edge off i mean yeah it's even like the environment for me it's even just like i can be three drinks into a beer and just that comfort of having that thing in my hand yeah and sipping on it's it. it's like just, a little little friend in your hand yeah jeez <laughs> uh when uh tim ladies and gentlemen tim fraley hello, hello. I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast buddy this is yeah, awesome. thanks for just, by the way jake came all the way out to the oc heights here yeah in, uh, oregon that. city it's a bit of a drive no, I don't mind. I don't mind long drives. I just, I mean, I end up listening to a bunch of podcasts in my car anyway. So yeah. it's no big deal. I got to take Blue down here. He gets to hang out with the doggos to some extent. So, yeah. Um, hey, how long you been playing guitar? Like, when did you start playing guitar? Um, I started playing, gosh, m- my brother bought a, uh, like, a Esteban guitar, like, on the TV show, like, the info, info, like TV thing, uh-huh, uh-huh. like total gimmick guitar. And then he never played it. 
and I just picked it up and I started playing it. Mm. Um, that was probably, I don't know, probably f- freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. 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 Dang. And how, how old are you now? <clears throat> 33. 33. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, it's, it's sounding good though. I'm, I'm glad you're still doing it. When did you, when did you first write your first song? Like where you're singing them? Was that a big gap or was that right? It was actually a pretty big gap. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, because that's a whole nother beast, like learning how to pull lyrics from, from the muse while also like keeping in time and playing with your hands. That's just a huge jump. Yeah. It's, um, gosh, it's probably, probably, probably three or four years till I actually started. Like, I mean, I would write songs, but you know, you're just like, not really, it's just more like some stuff. Yeah. Some stuff on paper and a couple chords, but like practice, which is basically what I'm doing now, but. It's just a little more put together. Yeah, you can say that about anything, really. Yeah, what really helped me was actually my my brother in law um, is actually a musician, singer songwriter. Um, shout out to Dave Brinker. He's on all the channels. He's got he's kind of like a country, definitely country vibe, but it's a uh, the songs are more tailored towards people from like the West mm. and like you know this area. Right. Which is different. I mean, if you actually listen to like country music, it's like, I mean, there's definitely stereotypes, but usually, I mean, we all know there's like going to be some red dirt somewhere, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, at 35s, you got some gravel roads, yep. you know, there's a beer. Yeah. That's something about your sound system in your truck. You know, it's always yep. like, but his stuff's very much, t- it's like a songwriter, like kind of like back, takes it back to like the seventies where a lot of the music was like actual like about stuff. Yeah. It wasn't just like the same song cut up by somebody else. Basically yeah. Basically saying the same thing with a different clap track. Yeah. Yeah. So. Basically, I, I mean, I don't know. I enjoy because I, I like pop music. I mean, I'm a DJ. I feel like I have to like pop music in a sense, but I generally do enjoy it. And I like pop country too. Yeah. But I do recognize and I know very well like the difference in between the two. Like they're completely different moods when I want to listen to one or the other. Yeah. I mean, when you're when the singer songwriter is is telling you a story like they're basically communicating a mood or a feeling or an emotion to you through like a three and a half minute chunk of your time rather than just like putting the right things together to make your to make you you know enjoy the beat or tap your foot or whatever yeah yeah i like to like think of it like story time versus like at a party you don't Mm. really need to pay attention at a party necessarily it's just like something that keeps you keeps the bpms up hundred you know, percent. You like it, or it's just like a fireside might be more like, oh, let's hear what this guy's got to say. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, that's true because I feel like with songwriting, uh, songwriter type of music rather than just your, you know, pop music or having a beat on the background, it really is kind of a you're more prone and you're allowed to kind of just stop to kind of pause. Yeah. You know, whereas like imagine if you're at at a, a, a pumping party and someone puts on a song like everybody don't say a word for the next four minutes. Yeah. We're gonna listen to this. People would be they wouldn't want to do that. But um, yeah, that's super good, man. I, I, I mean, I, I've heard you, I think a couple times. I know we definitely, you, I heard a good amount when we were in Shasta last year. Yeah. But again, that was, man, I thought it was great. Though. I don't know if it was. I felt like, yeah, that's the thing. We're out <laughs> drinking on the boat all day. Yeah. And it's like it was, the last thing we're doing before we go to, you know, try to find a bed is like, oh, play guitar. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Drinking all day. And then like Mark and I somehow talk to you you're you're just along for the ride we talked to you into like oh you, you should play tonight yeah you're definitely gonna play yeah <laughs> <laughs> then the uh what's your name closes the whole bar down which wasn't really a thing but yeah it's, but, not, it's not a very open bar yeah but yeah uh it was fun gosh i forget her name debbie 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 debbie, 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 yeah. debbie from jamaica so debbie from jamaica she 
um, lives in Jamaica and she comes here like every Memorial Day and Labor Day, or I think even longer than that. Um, but she she does like a bunch of cool stuff. She like donates like school supplies yeah. and like she brings back a bunch of stuff with her and brings back food with her and stuff. And um, I think she has businesses and restaurants and stuff down there. But that's the bar owner of the uh, the the place we were we were basically forcing Tim to go up on stage and play for us. Yeah, it was fun. I think yeah. Mark or you turned the stage lights on. At yeah, some yeah. Po- at some point. <laughs> yeah, we found them. That place is cool, man. Yeah, it's we super. Found- yeah, super dope. Yeah, it, it it had the vibe where it would have been totally comfortable for you to play, like where I don't think people would be if that was a packed place. I mean, it was COVID, so it wasn't very packed. But but yeah. I, I think people would be pretty tentative, like maybe casual conversations, low level conversations, but they wouldn't be just like full on partying, talking over you as you're in the background. I think right. it would have been some sort of mutual respect. Um, do you play any other instruments? Um, so actually, I started playing piano. Mm. Um, and then my teacher moved to Japan, so I just stopped playing. <laughs> Damn! Do you feel like you made like strides in it? In piano? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> what 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 was your teacher teaching? Because I'm I'm taking lessons right now, um, once a week. But I feel like it's I'm going like straight from like the very first page of the book that you get oh, on Amazon. Yeah. Like very, because it's weird. My knowledge about music and my like natural because like I have I have rhythm mm-hmm. and I I have like skills in music. But they're learned through DJing. Yeah. And so it's weird. It's, there's a lot of stuff that I kind of know or my body understands, but I don't know the terminology. I don't know how right. to recreate it I mean, with my honest, hands. But, honestly, I'm still there. Right. And a lot, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, my mom always likes to talk about it. She would get in these conversations with the teacher on the phone and the teacher's like, Tim doesn't know his, his music. And she's like, yeah, he does. He plays it. All the songs you guys were like practicing. Yeah. She's like, no, he just memorizes it. He's not learning anything. <laughs> but so like isn't that learning? Like I, I mean, mean it is, but like place. but the problem is, is like I guess I have like really I guess good pitch. Mm. So I can figure out notes and stuff like that. So it made it way easier for me. I wouldn't read the music. I would just hear the hear it and play it. Yeah. And so she was like, Let's, he needs to know like the basics, which is true. Like yeah. and even it's, now, like I mean, with guitar, like <clears throat> if you if I read a music with a note in like a letter form, I could play that. But if you throw out like the actual like written like hieroglyphic of what a note looks like, I'll be yeah. like, uh, what is that? Can <laughs> someone read this to me? It's a G. Oh, I can play that. Yeah. No, that's how I've been. I've been when I learning piano is like I'm like starting super base base level where yeah. I'm learning how to read music, which is it's interesting because it's it seems separate than music itself like i'm it, you have to because you have to start at such like a small like all right this this is the c and here's how you make a c on here and here's yeah. a c when it's a whole note and here's a yeah. half note and here's a quarter note and yeah. all that stuff but um it's it's like partly frustrating because sometimes it's on the surface it's hard to communicate like what am i the thing i'm learning today how does that correlate to me being able to play music later on like actually be able to write songs and move my fingers around but Slowly but surely, I am seeing myself, you know, I'm able to to be looking at the book and not look at my fingers and still kind of like follow along. Yeah. So little by little. But so how are you doing on piano? Like you. I, well, I don't have a piano. So oh, you might have to get one. I, to get I do. I want, I want a keyboard. Yeah. Dude, they're not that expensive. I know. Nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I like to get I like to get back into it because I, I enjoy just like messing around on, on 
piano still. Yeah. Um, whether I know what I'm doing or not, <laughs> but well, I think even being being able to just like sit down and for fun try to figure out like some cover songs or to just write something. I yeah, mean, I mean, you got to know um, your, your your basic, you know, like Wonderwall. Wonderwall, yeah, some Third Eye Blinds, you know, throw that in there. Hey, but man, if I've been having some drinks and we're at a, we're at a campfire and you pull out your guitar and you play any of those songs, I'm with you. I'm I know I'm so They're, pumped to hear it. Honestly, it, it's cliche, but everyone likes to hear them. I'm happy being basic. <laughs> I'm very happy being basic. I remember uh, the last camping trip you went on. Our um, our mutual friend Emily, she sent me a couple of videos of you playing guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. It was I was like, oh man, I wish I was there. Yeah, camping. that was that was fun. Yeah. So that so you played Gypsy Soul for us, which I have heard before, and I really like that song. I told you that last time. Um, do you have anything like online that people can listen to? Do you have uh, no, no, no. Do you have plans to do any, anything like that? I do, I do. Yeah, like um, kind of circle back to my my brother in law. He's released uh two albums and some some, some singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he blue. blue. We're trying to have a conversation here. Blue, this guy, he has no respect. Hey, we're talking. Blue. Come on, bud. The other dogs are talking. Come on. It's okay, bud. All right, I think we're maybe good. Good for now. (laughs) An occasional bark. That's just kind of what you get. Like, I feel like COVID opened the door for that because everybody had to go. It's not everything so professional and like high quality. The standards are kind of lower. For, People are just like, was he barking? I think it, yeah. that was a good podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bark. I Sound like bark. my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real people talking real things. Yeah. So anyway, you're talking about your brother. Yeah. Brother-in-law. Um, so he, he's, um, he was a marketing uh, guy for um, a hunting gear company. Mm. called Sitka. Um, and so he, he would always go to all the, you know, shot shows and all the hunting expos and stuff like that. So he met a lot of like people that I guess, you know, the country music and hunting kind of go hand in hand. Right, right. Um, but he met a lot of people that were, I guess, you know, kind of like gatekeepers in a sense. Um, they just had connections and stuff like that. And he made friends with a lot, a lot of people and he's always been a singer songwriter. So, um, he just kind of cultivated a lot of those relationships and uh, he ended up striking up a um, a really close friendship with uh, the Swan Brothers, which I think uh, Zach Swan, maybe both of them. They were on, I think, uh, like second place or something in The Voice or something a few, oh, shit, few okay. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're, heard of them, but. they're in, in Nashville. Okay. Um, and he went down there and basically uh, they had a whole band and everything uh, set up. And he, he's like, it was the craziest thing ever. He's like, I just sat down, played all my songs acoustically, and they just stared at me with their pens and paper. And he's what? like, it was weird. He's like, and then I started playing, and they all, they all just start writing. He's like, it was, it was just, he's like, I was like, like almost an interview or something? caught like off a- guard. Yeah, he's like, but they're writing notes. They're writing music. And then. Oh, wait. So, wait. So, they're, they're, they're potential singer songwriters themselves like no they're they're, so he he's basically this is like the the process is like he's he wants to record his song so he has the band just listen to him and they're all just listening to him play his songs 
they catch the key, you know, the chords, you know, or, or, you know the music, and they write it down for like a bassist or uh, a I fiddle or you know okay. the drummer. Wow! And so he's like, the, he's like, he played a couple songs. They're like, okay, okay, all right. They go into the the studio and they just play his song, like right off the bat. And he's like, I wanted to cry. He's Dude. like, I never heard it like my music turn into like a full on like band. He's like, it was insane. Cause that, I, that's the beauty of musicians. Like the yeah. fact that you can, you can hear something in especially talented musicians like it, you know, okay, here, here's where my instrument would come in with this guy's acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So for me, so there's the, in there, obviously, um, there's the money aspect of it. It's not cheap, but it can be done actually, especially nowadays where full albums really aren't the thing anymore. It's like, you release one song with like a theme mm-hmm. on like, you know, whatever Spotify. And then you release another song and there's singles kind of singles. Yeah. You know, um, so I'll probably, I definitely want to write more and get a solid, like, I mean, I have a lot, a lot of songs that are finished or not finished, but mm-hmm. I'd like to get like solid, like eight, 10 songs and figure out like maybe five or six to, to actually go for down there. Do you think you have enough to fill up? Like, okay, these are solid. These could be like an EP or something. Yeah, like I, I know I have like three solid ones. Yeah. Um, but I'm just working on trying to figure out either new new material or going back to some old material and maybe yeah. see if it's still still worthy. Right. Right. Um, yeah, because I, I I tend to get a lot of like writers ADD, and I'll be like, yep. this is a good this is a good verse or this is a good lyric, and start writing it, and you're like, eh, it kind of sucks. Well, dude, and sometimes you can get to that level. You, uh, you're like, oh, this is fire, and you're like in the right mindset, and you write a majority of the song, and then you go back later, like, okay, I'll finish it, or I'll, I'll add the last verse, or I'll tweak the chorus, whatever, and you're just like in a different mood almost, yeah. and you can't reach that emotion that you were at when you were writing it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely you want to catch the flow, of the wave when it's when it's when the iron's hot per se. Yeah. It's just if I mean, especially for me, music's like a release, um, just for you know, feelings, everything, mm-hmm. which is, which is great. Um, but it kind of makes it hard when I rely on it for that instead of just being creative. That mm. makes sense. Where I, I yeah, feel like yeah. some of my best stuff has been like, like, Oh, screw that chick. She, she sucks. I'll write a great song about her though. Dude, and yeah. then, but it's just like, like I'm feeling good today. Let's just write a song. I'm like, Oh, I don't have really yeah. anything to jot down. It, that, that's how it is. It's I have a sticky note that I keep on my on my keyboard that says "Don't strangle it." Yeah, <laughs> and that's how it is, man. Because yeah. sometimes it's like you're trying hard and you're like oh, trying to get this lyric, whatever, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm just I'm suffocating the dang thing." Yeah, because it needs to be a natural thing. And a lot of times, a lot of times you just gotta you gotta just catch it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just like throwing a net and whatever the muse is. We just uh, like musicians and artists, they just like throw a net once in a while and they're like, oh shit, I got one. Like, let's try to yeah. get it onto the yeah. recording so I can remember it and, and write it down. Well, I was like, when you first got here, um, I, I, we were talking about a song I just wrote that I thought was good. And then I like was playing it, recording it, and playing it back to myself. And then I was like, oh man, I thought I had a full song here and it's just a half a song. Yeah. Because I, I just started rearranging it. I was like, no, it's not right. Took that verse out, that chorus out. Yeah. And then I'm like, Okay, this sounds better. We're getting there, but now then again, I still got a half a song. Yep. So well, and then now you got to see if you're even able to to catch that same vibe, you know, yeah. to, to like sit down and get yourself in that same mindset to write the rest of it. Right. Yeah. And it's you know like I, I'll talk about him again, but my brother in law has been great to like lean on as far as like uh, mentors, as far as you know writing and and advice because you know he's he's older and he's done it forever. But, you know, his, his tips are just like, you, you got to write every day. 
Mm. And it's something I don't do and I need to do. And I've been, it's one of my things I want to do more this year. It's like, what's one of my goals is, or is one of my goals is to write more. I don't know if I'm going to get every day, but I'll try to get every other day or so. Right. Yeah. Every other day, just be like, all right, how many times have I written this week? Oh, three times. Cool. I'm good. I feel good about that. Four times. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just like kind of anything else with, with habit or, um, you know, you go to the gym forever and it's normal and you get good at lifting weights or being, you know, exercising and staying in shape. And then you stop for like six months or a year and then you go back and you run a mile and do a set of biceps and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. Like yep. I, I, I suck at this now, yep. you know? And that's kind of how it is. Like I'll, I'll pick up pen and paper and I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. And then you come back to it and you're like, I can't finish this. hundred percent. You know, it really is like you it's have like to a, keep it's like a muscle, sharp, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah you got to keep working it out. Yeah. I've, I've noticed like my, uh, my, at the, at the old house, the studio there, like it had such a vibe. I curated it. I had spent so much time down there. It was like, it was a really comfortable spot where it was like, I could pretty much turn on when I walked in, walk, walk in there. It's like, if I need to write music, Again, I haven't like written anything that's worth listening to. I don't I know. You have a song. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, that's I guess a good I, song. That one was pretty good. That's yeah, a good I song. guess that one was okay. But but I haven't finished <laughs> it, and I haven't right. finalized the um, like the instrumental. Like yeah. I mean, these are all excuses that all musicians <laughs> just say, I guess. But uh, but I have noticed, you know, since since moving out of there, like I didn't. Re- I was almost taking it for granted, like how much of a portal it was for me as a creator, like mm-hmm. walking into that basement into my old studio was just like I could write anything that I want to or at least get a start but um since then it's been I mean September October so it's been a few months and um I, I have trouble like writing writing lyrics now I've been able to write uh I've been able to write raps like cuz I I I enjoy writing raps I think it's I I think like freestyle rap I've I was going I've been going off about it lately but it's it's so, one of the most fascinating things to me. I'm not good at it myself, yeah. but it would be very cool to explore more. Um, so I've, I've been writing raps, but man, I am, I'm like one tenth of the way there from where I was able to get to when I was mm-hmm. at the old place. So I think it's the same thing. Like it, but that was my schedule was I would wake up and I would just pretty much have freedom to go downstairs and like listen to music and I could start writing music within the first couple hours of waking up and yeah. just, chill stretch listen to music write some music listen to music write some music so you definitely have to keep those things sharp or like be around it It, yeah it's tough like i said you gotta you gotta really you know stay on that that mental you know um almost like i don't know it's like a schedule you know it sounds kind of weird because you're creating something but you almost have to be on a bit of a schedule yeah because that's just like like okay I, I, sometime today i guess gotta get it done just right. do a little bit yeah yeah maybe not like okay 2 p.m sharp but like yeah exactly like like isn't that the thing where you it's another don't strangle it situation yeah. where you as a as a musician you've got because you got to work like you got to show up and do your job if it's your job yeah and if you're especially if you're at a point where you're like this is my full-time income is, is making music that's that's where it changes but it's it's so it's hard because when it comes to creativity or like even like a, a painter or someone who's creating content or, you know, musicians of any type, it's, it's hard enough to take yourself serious and it's hard enough to, um, I don't know, I guess designate the time and really follow through with it. Like, so 
if you're not at a place where you're making money off music, sometimes when you you spend six hours a day on a song, like playing acoustic guitar, as much as you enjoyed it, sometimes it's almost like a, a little course of anxiety where you're like, dude, I just spent six hours <laughs> playing my guitar. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, sometimes there's a balance of just enjoying it, trying to actually make something to create something in the end. And then also just, just striking the balance with wanting to be a creator. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> They're up and down now. <laughs> we've got we've got uh we've got Tim's dogs over on the other side of the door and we've got Blue in here because they were they were getting a little wrestly, so we're trying to keep them chill. Yeah, they're very dirty out there. Blue is nice and clean, fresh haircut inside. He did get a fresh haircut, his yeah. first haircut. I mean technically he did get like the smallest, the tiniest trim months and months ago, but he got his first haircut. And it's a proud dad moment I'm having. <laughs> first haircut. Um, what was the last live show that you went to before COVID shut down? Uh, that was uh, Red Shahan at uh, Bunk Bar. Bunk Bar, that sounds dope. Yeah, it was a sweet, super sweet little bar. Uh, kind of like by uh, Off Water Avenue in Portland by Omsi. Okay, okay. Which is super weird because very Portland. Um, Red is a very he he's a he's a Texas underground Texas. Mm. country artists but it, it's country's loose it's it's yeah, more yeah. like bluesy country rock right um right. It, it, it and has like a 70s vibe which is kind of cool okay i'm into it I'm yeah into so it. it's 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 almost like hipster country if, okay. you, if there's a such so a thing in portland yeah, yeah. exactly right yeah. so you would think you you know he you know you're a country in portland you're like oh, whatever yeah yeah but it was it was cool seeing all the different types of people there was really awesome like you got yeah. people that show up and you know, the Romeos and then people that are like got a leather jacket on and like pointy yeah. boots and you're just, they're just obviously very hipster, but it's like everyone's just vibing. Uh, that's the thing about music is it brings different types of people together. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I love music festivals. Blue, pause off the counter, young man. No manners, this guy. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of music festivals and like j just being able to go, I love being able to see that exactly like the different types of people where you almost don't like you'd probably really never have a reason to talk to the person next to you yeah but when you're vibing to the same music you're in the same zone you're singing it you could take a glance to your left and right make eye contact with them and it'd be a smile all around to people yeah. you'd never even and that like. was the total vibe there when it's just like yeah this is awesome yeah. it was weird because like he's so unknown in general like out, out here mm -hmm. like i remember uh i mean i, I followed them on like instagram before like actually you know saw him but i saw him pop up on one of my uh, apps i had for like shows in town and i was like no way it's like 15 bucks what and uh i remember going to the bar and i was ordering a beer and he was at the other end of the bar which is kind of long it was a long bar i was talking to the barkeeper and i was like hey can you get can you ask red if he wants a beer and he's like who's red i was like the guy who's playing tonight yeah. and then he's like oh and he like goes over and asks him and then he red like looks over and he's like gives me the you know the hang loose and i was like yeah and I got him a beer. We ended up, I ended up catching him at the, at the end and talked to him for a little bit, but wow, that's awesome. super cool guy. But yeah, it was kind of funny. Even the bartender didn't even know who the guy was. Yeah. Super low key. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a good, that seems like a good last show before that. It really, I mean, it, it really didn't plan on it, but yeah, but, he, but yeah, it ended up being kind of like a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was planning on seeing uh, a couple other people, but you know, obviously COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, took our damn feet out right from underneath us. <laughs> I, know. I can't wait. I was talking with, I had a podcast yesterday. We were talking about basically the, 
when it does come back, whatever that looks like, like whatever live events look like, or if they're small first, or it's just like little bars are able to do their thing. Um, he was saying, he's like, it's definitely gonna be like the roaring twenties for sure. Oh, yeah. People are just going to go in. But I mean, and then at the same way though, I mean, imagine, I imagine working musicians have been just busting ass and like challenging themselves and really probably questioning like, what do I want to write about? You know, what do I want to, so I imagine the new albums that we'll see that people like wrote while, while quarantine was going on. Like once we actually start, finally start to hear those albums and those lyrics, that's yeah. going to be some good shit. I feel like. Yeah. 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 I think, well, uh, was it, Mor- <laughs> uh, Morgan, Morgan, uh, Wall- Wall- Wallen. Is it Wallen or Wall- Wall- Wallen? Wallen. Wallen. Yeah. Wallen, yeah. He just, he, he just like, screw it. And he just dropped like 30 tracks on his new album. Oh, did he? Yeah. He's just like, we're just going to do it. What? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like people, you know, before COVID, it was definitely a lot of artists probably had so many in the bank at all times. Like if you're, if you get, if you get on and you have like a record label or you're like, you're, you know, top of the Spotify charts, what, what you would probably be doing is just cranking out tunes yeah. and they're not going to get released. It's not like, okay, I finally finished it. I sent the masters over. I get to release it tomorrow. And there's, there's songs that don't see the light of day for like three, four years. You wrote tons long ago. They're still going through the approvals of samples clearing and then, like, make sure the the guitarist who recorded got paid. The yeah, pays good. Yeah, yeah. So it'll 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 be cool, you know. Once we do, it's impossible to like know what it's gonna look like when we come back into live events and just being able to hear anybody. But I'll say, dude, even just sitting here across the table, listening to you play guitar is so enjoyable. Like, I, I miss I miss live events. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it would be enjoyable even if there was live events still. Right, but. It's just nice to hear someone express something and like, you know, just be human. I, people performing music is so pure, you know. It, yeah, I, I love it. It's it's so great. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's good. It's definitely a good. Uh, I mean, for most for most artists, but even for me, it's just, uh, you know, again, it's songs. You, I can I can read a song that I wrote and be like, oh, I was going through this, mm-hmm. or that happened, or you know, or what was I doing? You know, yeah. It's almost like a little a little tear, tear back into like your past where totally. something was going. But like, it doesn't like I don't even think about necessarily why I wrote that song for some of these newer songs that I like to write, like I like to sing still. Uh-huh. Um, like that song, like I, I'm not still hung up on this chick. But right. but at the time, like you know, it's just kind of like uh, I wanted to process it, and then I was just like, "This is how, like, the best way I could figure it out to process and like, just kind of put it out there in music, and then yeah, move on." You know, did did you have a thing where you write it and then you like listen back to it at some point, and you're like, "Oh, uh, the question I'm trying to ask is." Do you ever step back after you wrote it and you didn't even realize kind of exactly what you were going through or exactly how you felt until you listen or like you see yourself, you, you know, you write the lyric and then you read it back and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, like that's I there's actually there's act, that. that's a good question because there's actually a lyric in this Gypsy Soul song that I wrote. And then it wasn't until I kind of like sing it a few times. And I was like, dang, that was good. Yeah, and that's so true. It was it was um, basically like. um uh, where I'm obviously I am the guy in the song, but or whoever, but it's it's me. But basically, looking into the mirror is basically look, looking at yourself and knowing that you knew what this chick was. She's not. Uh, she's a runner. She's not uh, going to stay around. You knew. You knew the whole time. 
you have no one to blame for giving you her heart or, you know, for you giving, yeah, you yeah. know, her, your heart. So it's like, you know, <laughs> but after like, I, after I wrote it, I was like, dang, that was good. That was a good line. That was a good line. I do. I love that. It can be so pr- profound with lyrics. I was listening to, um, uh, Mike Studd, who's a rapper. He has a podcast and he had, uh, Huey Mack, who was another rapper on and they were talking and Huey was saying his writing style, he'll like listen on loop to, to a beat and he'll write one lyric at a time and then he'll like go into the booth or sit in front of the mic and record that one or, or that one like rhyme, like eight bars or 16 bars at a time instead of just like writing the whole thing, seeing what it goes. So he was saying a lot of times he'll just go line for line and then <laughs> he'll, okay, I got enough or I finished the song and then he'll listen back to the whole thing and he'll be like, oh, damn, I didn't realize I was going through that. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So it, it's so it's another view of don't strangle it is, you know, kind of get out of your own way, you know, get out of your way, let the muse or let the creation or the emotions that you're trying, yourself is trying to process and like, let that happen on paper and step back. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to do it. I think another thing that I found myself in some of the songs that I've written is like there, as far as writing, you need to know there's like a line where the song is too personal it's like you can't really like that's that's for you and yourself. Right. If you play yeah, it yeah. in front of somebody, it might be people be like, "Whoa, <laughs> tell me how you really feel, bud," <laughs> <laughs> or be like, "Wow, that's that's pretty crazy, dude. You all right?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like like this song that you know Gypsy Souls like it's a you know it's like a kind of a breakup, uh, getting over a girl song, yeah. but writing it in a way that you know it gets out obviously a pretty blanket thing going on with this yeah. this story. But it's yeah, not, but it's not like, it, yeah. but it's not like, you know, her name was so-and-so and, and I hate her. And, you know, it's just like really personal, very, there's, you, a, there's a, yeah, it's like, oh, that's exactly who that is. You yes. want to make it, you want to make, write a song where people can relate, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, it's vague enough that, and it also, it, you know, a lot of the, a lot of it's true, but there's also some stuff that I've added in that it's more like, I don't know, more of a situation that more people have been in. Right, like, a, right. like, a, like <clears throat> she, she went to a different state because that was her plan the whole time. I just sum it up to Gypsy Soul because everyone, I feel like people know who would know a Gypsy Soul or dated a Gypsy Soul or maybe they were a Gypsy Soul. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, oh yeah, I totally get that. It can kind of, you know, it's yeah. re- you want you want people to relate to you know basically your music or what you're trying to convey. Yeah, because if it versus is- it's just like like I was saying, it's just like that's so personalized. It's like. Yeah, I mean, well, and so I'll, I'll enjoy, like, in, in hip-hop, a lot of times I'll enjoy the storytelling, um, like, very personal. Like, uh, Train With No Love by Andre Nicotina is one of my favorite songs. Andre is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool that you know him. Uh, and it's, like, he's literally telling this story about how he was with one of his best friends. That's a and great he was song. Selling, yeah, he yeah. was, like, selling rocks, and he got he, popped, and he went to jail. They and turned he turned on him, yeah. Yeah, so, like... That's a very personal, but like that, that's a different listening experience yeah. though. Like that's a, that's like a songwriter, like rap. Yeah. Like the, you're like, whoa, like that's heavy. Yeah. I was always really drawn to that, that yeah. style of rap growing up. I mean, even, um, like, like guys today, you know, even like NF, for example, like I, yeah. I, I like a lot of, I feel like he does paint a pretty good picture of a, a scene that's like a lot of it's relatable, but a lot of it is just specific to his life yeah. and his emotions and stuff. And stuff he, uh, obviously, he's got some stuff he's gone through or going through. Yeah. Oh, I love his music. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. I saw him, uh, I saw him with, with Logic um, 
and, and he, he put on a show, but it was really interesting to see like, it, it, it's, it's interesting to see someone like NF be famous because he is like a very introverted, I have my black hoodie on, like try not to talk to me sort of guy. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know a, a ton of his background. He might be like more friendly and, and more talkative than I know. But um, just witnessing like the openness of Logic, who's big. Logic is huge. He's got fans of all ages. He comes out and he's just so positive. He's just, you know, his chest is open. He's just loud. He's big with his movements. And then comparing him to NF, who was on before, who's like wearing a hoodie, like he's killing it, but he's almost like more closed off. He's almost like experiencing, like if you were, if you were watching, you know, the Joker perform a monologue that he wrote himself, he wouldn't really be addressing the audience or like performing for the audience. He's almost kind of like pacing in his room, talking to himself. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe that NF gave off on stage is he's kind of like a, like he's going through his own mental thing and he's almost talking to himself while he's rapping and we're witnessing it. Yeah. Well, his logic is talking to the crowd. Yeah. It's yeah. not, yeah. It's almost like, um, NF is like, he can see like maybe like a ghost of himself or an alternate of himself. Oh, and he's like yeah. just talking to himself. That's a lot how I feel like his, his I songs Versus, yeah, like someone who's just projecting it, like, yo, wow, this party is crazy. Yeah. That's kind of a weird vibe, like taking like the crowd way down, you know? It's yeah. like like really intimate and like, oh, wow, some deep lyrics. And then you yeah. have like the next one coming out. Just, yeah. What's up? Yeah. I, you know, they honestly were a good duo, though. Like the contrast between them wasn't super weird. I I remember... I remember I enjoyed it as as a, a participant myself, but I remember watching because I was just like observing how the crowds reacting, like the people around me. There's a lot of like young kids around me, you know, 14, 16 year old teenagers. Yeah, they knew every lyric to NF songs, nice. but they also like they were rapping every lyric. They were feeling the emotions, you know, like maybe they were shedding a tear. I don't know. But then Logic comes on and they know, you know, they know a lot of his lyrics, too. But they were also that's when they move their hips. They're right. dancing. They're yeah. having fun. So the contrast was actually pretty good. That's though. cool. That's, yeah, that's cool. I was at Moda Center though. Who knows when that'll be yeah. open back up? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That I, th I think the last show that I went to was a uh, grandson. If you ever heard it, or ever heard of him, mm -mm. Um, he is a man. How do I describe him? He's kind of like modern rock, I guess. Okay. Um, it seems like like it almost blends in with with some sort of rap, I guess too. Um, so far, he sounds terrible. But uh, uh, but but his he's kind of like a uh, like fuck authority. Like, okay. Uh, he has like, like raging us the machine kind of like kind of yeah, thrash yeah. thrash metal kind of. Yeah, actually, kind of like that. That's okay. a, that's a good good example. But he has kind of like some um, like modern elements. Like there's like kind of a, an EDM vibe to some of oh, the songs. Cool. That's yeah. cool. And he's he was a really great performer. He put on. He's like um, I remember I went to Warp Tour when I was younger and uh rise against for example yeah like they were very i remember thinking they were so cool because they're like fuck the government fuck the, <laughs> and i was like you know i'm 14 like, yeah fuck the government you know <laughs> yeah. i'm all along with them i thought it was so cool yeah i just thought it was so crazy i'm like what like they're allowed to say that already? yeah they can do that so <laughs> that's kind of the vibe i got from grandson um and i went with my friend tyler so it was a good last show i obviously miss live shows but that was a good one you'll have to check out Grandson. grandson I'll, I'll, I'll put him on my little I'll, search i'll send you some i'll send you some send me, send me some uh, little little nibbles of cookies there a little nibble cookies um yeah. hey so you're doing you're currently doing a break from booze you want to talk about that yeah i guess yeah what, what are, you, are you doing 30 days uh I'm, yeah I, I was actually gonna do uh two months two months yeah yeah uh, i think i'll just do a month 
thing you can do, man. Yeah, that's, that's solid. Hey, a it's month solid. is impressive. I've like never I, done it before, so yeah, I, I've been drinking since I was fourteen, and it's like, like I would have times where I look. I'm back. sorry. Can you say that? What? Can you say you've been drinking since you're 14? Oh, well, now I'm going to go to jail. I think if it, it was over 10 years ago, you're good. Yeah, you're good, right? Yeah. If, if I got in trouble for something I said on my podcast, I'd be so annoyed. I'd, I'd roll so hard. But <laughs> uh, but I mean, I've been, because I've done like Sober October and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy to think, it was like, it was freaking hard. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't easy. And it's not that I, I drink every day, but it was just on the weekends I drink or like my social things that I do when I go like BS with homies and stuff, you... You have a beer in your hand, you know? Right. And the same. Like, I, I, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't qualify myself as, like, an alcoholic. Yeah. But, you know, like, again, I, w- I would drink, you know, one or two days on the weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. um, maybe a little bit in a Sunday, get up, that hangover gone or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, during the week, I'm not really drinking. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been rough because, you know, I, you can't, you can't see here on the podcast, but, uh, <laughs> I uh, I've become quite the bourbon and whiskey connoisseur. You definitely have a lot of, so it's all a lot just, of good stuff. Yeah, it's all just sitting. We'll on have my, to do one of these. We'll have to do one of these. I'll come over and try a few of those. We should when, when you're not on the yeah. Home you got to stay though, because oh, of course, you you do like six tasters and you're toasted. Oh, dude, I would probably do three tasters. I get <laughs> I, I I don't drink as much anymore, so yeah, and I feel like a lot of my um. My body is is pretty healthy nowadays. Like just a lot of my like supplements and my diet and my yoga and fasting and stuff. Yeah, I do notice the effects of alcohol a lot quicker. Like I can, I bet. Yeah, yeah. three IPAs is enough to. I'm like, whoa, oh boy. I see, and I even gave up on IPAs a while ago. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's definitely. I feel like a Northwest thing. Yeah, I'm but not sure. but uh, I mean, I loved them. You know, and then you get like the winter ales and stuff, and it's just like, ah, it's just. They started like screwing me up, you know. Yeah, just like each bottle's like a, you know, it's a meal, uh-huh. basically. Yeah, just so heavy. It adds up quick too. Yeah, that's why you gotta stick to those lattes, Coors lattes. The Coors lattes. Yeah. yeah. So you've been. How do you feel? What What's today? We're twenty second, twenty third. Oh, so you're you're like pretty. You're on the on the downhill slide. Are you doing all January? Yeah. Well, like it was like a. I started a little late. Like the first it was like on the fourth. I think I started or something right. weird. Uh, but yeah, so I'll go into February a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I remember our, our mutual friend, Mark, uh, we were texting about it and, uh, he's not doing sober, but he's like just doing it on the weekends. Mm. But, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, we should probably just, we're like in agreement. We should just try something. Yeah. And then he said the comment that was funny. He's like, yeah, just, you know, to make sure we can and there's and there's not a problem and i was right. like oh well you put it that way <laughs> dude i mean that's the thing i mean it's 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 funny because it's this conversation where where you know because we, 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 we have just weird words like alcoholic you know yeah like and and you know because there is people with legitimate like problems and, and for we, sure we consider like yeah. those alco- we're like oh an alcoholic is someone who's just like blacked out drunk on the side of the road every night you know and it's 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 not even about like labeling it or about I think you just have to look at different people's lives have just been a certain way. Like yeah. me, I when I was when I was younger before I ever drank, my parents drank every, every weekend. Like we had parties all the time where there's just a bunch of adults drinking and it's not necessarily a bad or a good thing. It's just kind of how my life went. Yeah, it's just part and, part of your life. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's uh I mean dude, and we honestly a lot of the stuff that we do, like stuff that like me you and Mark have done, like stuff that 
it's very enjoyable without drinking, but it is really enjoyable that to throw a beer into the mix. Yeah. Throw, throw shots into yeah. the mix, you know, and just get a little more loose. Ciroc o'clock. You know? Ciroc o'clock. Whew. Yeah, we definitely turn up when we go to Shasta, man. Yeah, that's uh Yeah, I, I prep for that one, dude. I gotta like I if I, I, I got a rough enemas, I would do one. I got a Shasta. rough rundown of it before, like, you know, with, with Mark and he's like, you know, it's gonna get pretty crazy. <laughs> And I was like, all right, all right. And then, you know, like we go to the liquor barn or liquor expo, whatever yeah. that place was, and then rolling out just way too much alcohol. Yeah. But I mean, it's good deals. You go down just over the border. For any listeners who uh, are going to watch it, you go just over the border in California. And I think it's called the liquor expo. Yeah, right? I think it yeah. is. It's a gas station as well. So hey, they have gas, so you can get yeah. gassed up in both ways. Yeah. And uh, dude, they just, yeah, we always buy a ton of booze there. Yeah. We used to anyway. So. Yeah, so um but honestly, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um I'm still waiting on the whole like exercise thing. I need to I need to ac- incorporate that into this yeah. somehow. <laughs> do you do any sort of exercising now or? Uh well, I mean, I'm up on my feet all day at work. Yeah. Mechanic, but it's not, you know, yeah. it's not the same. <laughs> I mean, th- that is better than It's like better a- than like sitting on a on a chair in yeah. front of a computer for sure, but Yeah, I've been sitting in front of a computer quite a bit, so I But I need to I need to incorporate, you know, some some type of uh I just feel like in general, I'm not really stressing myself mm-hmm. and like, just like, I, I, I kind of miss, I miss hurting in, in, yeah, that, in that sense. Like I used to work out a lot, you know, I was in, I was in good shape, but that was now I'm looking back and like, God, that was like three years ago, you know, four years ago now. It's like, ah, I think that's just how life turns out to be. Like <sighs> you just, you're off and on with certain things. Well, like, oh. and also, you know, I, incorporated a, a, a girlfriend into my life back then who wasn't into being like working out and stuff. Oh, and okay. I was always busy and I'd, I'd feel bad. Like if I come home late and like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and then like, yeah, come home from the gym, then go to bed. Right. You know, you, you got, you got to try to balance it out. So I, what, I never could figure it out. So I just wouldn't, I wouldn't go. <laughs> so what you need to do to him is you need to go, your next girlfriend needs to, you need to get her from the gym. You need <sighs> to just, you don't even have to get a membership, just chill in the parking lot. This won't be creepy. Don't worry. Just That's true, because if you if you hit them on, <laughs> hit on them in the parking lot, it's yeah. different than hitting on them in the gym. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you can be like, hey, listen, you're cute. I'm cute. I'm just I'm just looking for a workout partner. That's all. And she's like, do you go to the gym? I'm like, no, I'm just looking out for no. someone who I thought was healthy, and <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> this will work. And uh, yeah, those are nice yoga pants. Bless yoga pants, really. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I <laughs> I love mine. I, I, I got, wear I wore yoga. I got pants some man yogis. Yoga. I got some man yogis. I love those things. Are they just like the underneath? Uh, like yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're. Um, they're actually like uh, that. Uh, Columbia, they have like that reflective, reflective like silver stuff in the inside. They're like a thermal. Oh, okay, but I wear okay. them like when I go skiing. Yeah, yeah. I just wear those and then my ski pants and I'm I'm warm. Yeah, but, perfect. Uh, but just. You know, I've also just worn them around the house. I feel like I'm a weirdo, but like yeah. these are comfy. Yeah, I'm, I'll wear long johns around the house too. It's like yeah. you, you take off your pants that you were wearing that day and you just have the long johns. Long johns are great. Bro, I'm, I'm already in. I, lo- pants. I, I like the little tight out. cuffs around the ankles. You know, you have to. Yes, I like that. I, I think it's good. I I put my socks on first and then those. Yeah. So then it like really locks in. The there you go. Down there, you know. Yeah. I do. Uh, I do. I do yoga pants. I have like some. It's like Nike and Adidas. Um. And I wear those to, I wear those to yoga, but I'm still slightly insecure. Like I wear shorts over them because it's like, you can see the outline of my bulge and stuff. Yeah. 
and, and I'm still insecure about it. It's annoying because I'm actually like, hey, I'm let's not sexualize everything. Like I've got it's just like, a, you know, a woman has, you know, she's walking around with her curves. I've got my curves. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a hard it's a hard it's hard for me to leave the house, though, with the confidence <laughs> of like, oh, my shirt's long enough. But once I'm doing yoga poses like. Yeah, let's do it. It feels like I'm wearing. I, I remember I did that one time. Uh, me and my buddy, we we got done skiing. We went to it's closed now, but it was like a burger joint coming mm. down from Mount Hood. It's just a bunch of burgers. I can't remember the name of that place, but I just had my yoga pants on, like my sweatshirt and my boots. And then I walked into to the the burger place, and I think they thought we were probably together. And they, uh. but just like <laughs> the the looks I was getting, the people were just like, strange. <laughs> Yeah, you want champagne and orange juice? Like, no, I want a beer. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not an idea? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like in a couple of years, stuff stuff changes so quickly with, like, what's acceptable, yeah. with, with, especially with clothing, you know? Like, clothing has, over the last five years, like, anybody can wear, like, any pretty exuberant colors or outfit yeah. without being questioned that much. Like, most people don't turn their heads as much. Or if they do, I guess I just don't hear it. Yeah, but uh, I I bet I bet in a couple of years it'll be pretty normal for dudes to wear yoga pants, bulge and all. I mean, we we got an even playing field here, you know. Yeah, the girls got the whole, you know, the whole the know. whole their body showing. Yeah, I mean, you know why not? Maybe it, maybe we'll roll out there and you know start a little moose knuckle nation, you know. Moose knuckle nation. Heck yeah, dude. Dude, I think I need to title this. Have you have I've you seen? seen there's actually a clothing brand in, in like Canada called Moose Knuckle. And it's like, a, like of course, a, it's from Canada. Yeah, too. but it's like it's like this like luxury like you know Gucci brand, and I'm yeah. just like, man, you can't. They cornered the market. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's even like making your brand a talking point. Like if yeah. you're like, it's true. I mean, like, you, they have to know. Yeah, we make. It can't just be like an American thing. Hey, what 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 brand yoga pants are those? Oh, these are camel toes. Yeah, these are the camel toes. Like oh, what? Excuse oh, me. No. It'll be more acceptable. Yeah. We'll be wearing we'll be wearing our spandex. It's like if you're gonna name it Moose Knuckle, your clothing brand, that shirt, two hundred bucks. Yeah. What? You own Moose Knuckle? Yeah. 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 And then people are like, "Well, oh, they're two hundred dollars shirts. They're yeah. luxury. Oh, okay. okay. We we buy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how I wonder how fashion's gonna change, with with. I mean, it's already changes quite a bit from social media and stuff, but I'd be willing to bet that people are buying significantly less amounts of clothes just because like, like you don't go out, you don't go, True. you know, just everybody's on zoom meetings. Like, you know, you're wearing the same old shirts. People are more and more comfortable with, you know, a, a lot of girls wear, uh, don't wear makeup much anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't wear, um, like they're not going to dress up at home, which I think it's cool. I think it's all, maybe we'll be like less consumer because of this. Like we'll stop buying as much clothes. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe buy less clothes. But yeah, more booze, more booze. I think booze has gone up a lot. Alcohol sales have gone up quite a bit. <laughs> a lot. We get, I think just in general, like, yeah, most of the illegal drug sales have gone up. I know. Alcohol, weed, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, now that it's now that it's legal. Well, wait, is I think because we're in Oregon. What, what was the do you know the deal with mushrooms being legalized here? Yeah. Is, is it like fully legal? Or so is it, I feel dumb every time I try to understand it. I think from don't don't quote me on this, but I think it's just for. I don't know if it's going to be like for sale. I think it's approved for like like treatment, like like oh, a okay. doctor. But I, but that was like a weird like you know um, 
little like snippet I, I read. Yeah. But <clears throat> see, I don't know if it, it's, it's like over the counter. Yeah. So you can't like open up your own mushroom store and just right. have people come in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that's where we're at. I mean, because I, I remember when I was younger, <laughs> brass knuckles, there was this weird, my understanding of the law, at least at that time, was you can, you can sell them at, like you could sell them at the store, but you're not allowed to own, like if a cop, like I walked yeah. out of the store and a cop's like, hey, let me search your pockets. He could like get me in trouble for ha- having them in my pocket. Was that, was was that those, those butterfly knives too? Yeah, probably like, same thing. Yeah, like if you, they were illegal to have or something, but you could buy them. Illegal to have, but not illegal to sell. What yeah, is that? I don't know. That's a weird little loophole. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. The things that I'm like almost about to say, I'm about to jokingly say something to drug dealers, but I'm like, <laughs> well, this is a, a podcast, probably shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So overall, you, you, you're feeling pretty good about being able to, to pause the booze. Yeah. Like I said, it's been rough. I mean, uh, you, uh, people's birthdays and stuff. There's mm-hmm, been a few mm-hmm. this, this January and you, people are drinking and having a good time and mm-hmm. you just kind of got my fizzy water or I've, yeah. I've been starting to drink tea. Yeah. Uh, me and Jake. We just enjoyed some yeah, tea. Yeah, me and Jake are, uh, it was a, a roasted dandelion. Roasted dandelion. Which tasted like liquid nuts. Yeah. Peanuts. Like, it, yeah, it tasted like nuts, Yeah, which isn't that bad, you know? No, it's not bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It's funny how, because I, when I've been on alcohol breaks, I'll go to parties too and... Um, for one, you don't have as much stamina. Like you, you don't, you can't be there as long. It's like ten thirty. You're like, yeah. all right, bounce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like you know, you love the people that you're seeing. It's great to, to talk to them, you know. But after a while, when they get progressively more drunk and you're sober, it's just harder to to continue the conversation sometimes or yeah. be on their level. Right. But uh, I would notice that I would, I would still want that thing in my hand. You know, yeah. I want that cold brew. I, so I would go get like a kombucha or. Um, uh, one time I was like super searching for Jones Soda. Oh before. yeah, yeah. Remember Jones Soda? Yeah, it's at uh, um, what is it? Pizza Smitza. They have that. Yeah, no. they have like it's usually they have a bunch of them in their little like by their cash register. There's yeah. a, like a little refrigerator full of them. See, I, I don't really even fuck with soda. I don't. I don't really drink soda. But that is something that if I saw it, I'd be like, ah, get rid of this. Yeah. And the the labeling is always like, uh, like. The, the illustrations and the labeling and, and yeah, stuff. it's always like people Graphic. just send them in pick black and white pictures and yeah, it's so cool. Let's put it on the bottle. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I've, I've <coughs> talked with people about this before, but they were one of the first companies to do that. Like the labels used to be pretty like they're exact, like we're yeah. we're red, we're this color, and we have our logo, whatever. They wasn't they weren't all busy, but now if you go, you know, you go to the grocery store now and everything's so busy, all the cans, all the bags of chips are all they have all this crazy like they hire artists to do that stuff. But yeah. I feel like Jones Soda was one of the first to. To do something different like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really set them apart. Yeah. All the crazy colors, you know, just yeah. a clear bottle with like nuclear green, you know, or yeah. like this crazy like pink color, you know, it's kind of cool. I, I felt, I felt cooler drinking them. Yeah. I felt cooler. I was like, this is like, this is what punk rock kids do. Yeah. This is what punk rock dudes, they, they drink Jones soda. You see my bottle? An artist drew on it. Yeah. <laughs> As you're chewing on some Laffy Taffy. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's a taking taking a break from booze though. Is is I think it's it's good, man. Every time that I've done it, it's helped me. Because a lot of the stuff we do is habit, you know. Anyway, yeah. like a lot, you know, so 
you don't really think it very thoroughly. It's just kind of like you grab a beer, you throw a beer in with dinner or you whatever. And um, when you break, I feel like what, what happens is you kind of get rid of the sugars in your stomach and the things that in your stomach that are like grown to make you um, like crave, crave it, crave it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the reason for your cravings mm-hmm. a lot of the times and you can kind of get rid of some of those sugars and it, it almost resets you. Like it was, is for me, it's, it's enjoyable. Like that first beer back is really enjoyable. Yeah. And it, but it's not like a, you have one beer back and all of a sudden you're like craving a bunch of, a bunch of beers. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just like, like I said, you don't, you don't want to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, the amount of, I, I work at a uh, package sorting facility and the amount of, cause wine, for example, uh, has to be signed for, like you mm. can't just leave it on the porch, you know? And there's, that's a lot of our phone calls are like, trying to time up there's a lot more people who are ordering a lot more cases of wine than ever weird ever before that's crazy yeah. i don't know i've bought in a couple of bottles um of alcohol yeah from like different states and it'll show up on my doorstep and i think you're supposed to sign for it and it doesn't you don't have to <laughs> i haven't i'm pretty it's sure just, you're supposed to i sign think you're for supposed it. to yeah but maybe the people are just like eh, whatever drops <laughs> the package the training i read says you're supposed to sign for it <laughs> yeah <anyway. laughs> i was just like oh sweet okay because <laughs> I, I miss i miss like the you know being here to pick it up uh-huh. it was just there anyways when i got home from work i was like oh nice that's nice good thing my neighbors didn't come grab it yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your uh what was your first sip of alcohol do you remember uh first sip of alcohol it's probably a some uh it's probably a, a bridgeport or a henry weinhardt's henry, are those both beers yeah bridgeport, oh yeah okay bridgeport, yeah, yeah. My, my uncle um he worked for bridgeport he was, yeah. a, he was a brewmaster there oh, and cool. uh, so he always had he and my uncles would always have you know craft brews yeah. underground back in the day when it was like you know yeah that was back in the day that was like definitely yeah not a lot of but they were I, I remember just like the smell of their breath and stuff and you're like whoa what are you drinking and yeah like, go give me a beer and I did was, you like it when you first had it like did you uh it? not really yeah. but it, i was just like yeah it's not water you know yeah yeah i mean i feel like when you're because you know your first sip of alcohol you're around adults and you have obviously i mean i remember i want to look cool yeah you know so it's like i would i would make sure i'm not making a face or anything yeah. like that but i think my uh i i was i was somewhere around 14 and it was i think it was black velvet whiskey was my first Oof. alcohol. yeah and it, right. was, it was rough man like no no coke no i think we just had it out of the bottle like oh, i don't yeah. know exactly yeah, I think it was like me and my sister and a bunch of a bunch of homies. But like we would do the weirdest stuff. Like we wouldn't stay at a house. We would cuz we were skateboarders and so we would like go to a park and drink it under Yeah, go, yeah literally like, go to parks. We're walking around, we're skateboarding around at night, yeah. like just walking from place to place, like handing each other the bottle. Uh, that's like a a part of me that I I'm looking back on. I thought was like really fun. Is like yeah. when you when you're underage drinking, you like you just get whatever you can get. Yeah. And it's just like, then you're like hanging out, you call your buddies up and you're like, Hey, I have like three shots of 151. <laughs> it looks really old, but we should probably get turned tonight. I'll be right over. Yeah. Like dude, coming over. My mom's dropping me off at, at six. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell your mom. Am I on speakerphone? <laughs> yeah. Mom, get off the line. <laughs> I'm trying to get drunk with my friends. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to kind of think about alcohol in our culture. You know, it's just, it's such a normal thing for so many people. It's, yeah, it's, it brings us a lot of, like, if if I didn't, if I didn't drink myself or if drinking wasn't nearly as, like thinking about my job, DJing wouldn't really exist. Like I'm, 
you're playing to people who obviously want to go, you know, have fun and go yeah. out, but like, like everybody is there to drink kind of, it's like the, the DJ and the dance, like you, maybe you go out to dance, but drinking is hand in hand with it. It's, it's accompanied with it. Yeah. It's paired. Perfect yeah. pairing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's good to take a break though once in a while if you, if you can. You no, know? yeah, I think if, I'm, if you think you need it. I mean, if, if you don't think you need it, you're doing well. Like fucking live your life. But yeah, if you think you need it, why not? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a good good ref, like a reflective part to just kind of be like, okay, you know, maybe ease back into it and be like, well, I don't need to drink that much. Yeah. Even though like I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't drinking that much, but yeah. like uh, maybe 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 I won't drink on Friday night after work. You know, maybe it'll just be like Saturday or something. You know, right? Or it, it won't be like in excess yeah you know like all right i'll have three you know three glasses of whiskey you know maybe i'll just go to bed yeah you know because the part for me is like that that i almost get like anxiety being hung over because it's oh, like dude. you waking up you're waking up late and like I, i'm i'm i just wasted my day i'm such an idiot yeah. i'm so i'm lazy i can't believe i did this yeah. there's stuff i need to do yeah you have to basically give your whole day to the hangover yeah in a sense and Let's be honest, they don't get any easier as you get older. <laughs> no, they don't, dude. dude. I felt like it was a full week after Shasta. Like, oh, it was yeah. just a haze. It was just like this weird haze. I couldn't break through it until yeah. like the next week. And I was like, oh, this is what normal feels it's, like. It's, it, I feel like Shasta for us, that trip is, uh, I mean, God, it's so fun in, in every single way. Like, we, we put our bodies through it anyway, just like wake surfing and just yeah. like just being so active the whole time and stuff and just being out in the sun. That's tiring enough. Yeah. But like, it's it's the Olympics, man. Like you're, yeah, really we're, we're drinking, we're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I don't know. It's a. Uh, I I'm always my relationship with alcohol has definitely changed. I. Because my my like for you anxiety mine is I do get anxiety for hangovers, but mine's like depression. Mm. Mine's mine's like the self-loathing could not get any more intense. Like, <sighs> and I'm just it's hard to it's hard for me to get out of bed. Yeah. Like, normally if I can get myself out of bed, I can do some stretches. I can do some breath work, you know, get, get some food in me, some water, whatever. Like most of the time I can, I can get through it, but I don't know. Sometimes those hangovers are like, it's not just my body feels bad. It's like, I hate myself so much. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's, you know, the inflammation is a lot of like what alcohol does. And in the morning you'll notice you like your face is swollen. Sometimes the fingers are swollen or sometimes you'll even be dried out, but also mm-hmm. swollen. Yeah. The fuck that works. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I I definitely have felt that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it's good though. I mean, it's good to like bring it to the forefront. And it's funny how it's a strange conversation, right? It's, yeah. It's a like just talking about drinking just feels so. I don't know. It feels so uncomfortable because it's almost like this thing we all participate in. Yeah. But I don't know. Isn't it kind of weird that you can you can't you buy as much alcohol as you want, but you can't yeah. buy you can't buy as much weed as you want. Yeah. No, there's caps on it. Why? Like like you can. Like, well, think about even, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge weed guy, but yeah. it just seems like a little unfair. Well, I mean, even the, you the laws that we have on, you can kill drugs. yourself on alcohol, but I don't, you can't kill yourself on weed. Yeah. No, you can just smoke yourself dumb or even psychedelics. Like yeah. you, you should, you can't explore your consciousness because it like, it's, it's illegal to, to use psychedelics, but like you could literally buy a lethal amount of alcohol at any time. I mean, before 2 a.m. Pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and at the, you could walk to the gas station and be yeah. like, all right, well, tonight's the night that I drink three bottles of whiskey and die. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, but I mean, it's been, a, it's been a huge part of our culture. Like, I don't know a, a ton about the, the history of like alcohol being shipped over or like mm-hmm. what was the first booze to come into America. Um, or like, I wonder where, because alcohol and wine and stuff has been in human civilization for forever. Ever. Yeah. Like you know? beer is like one of the oldest things yeah. ever. Like the Egyptians drank it. Yeah. Like normally. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I wonder, I bet you a lot of the stuff that we read about old times, um, like where they would drink wine or they're drinking, you know, beer or, or whatever they would use in those, in their languages back then, like for, you know, mood altering substances yeah. or alcohol or whatever. I bet you a lot of it probably did have like, you know, ayahuasca or, or yeah. shrooms or they probably had a lot, a lot of intense drugs that they like on the weekends. They're like, we're going on a fucking journey to another realm where yeah, I'm just going to get drunk. We're going to go on a walkabout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going on a spiritual quest tonight. Boys. Come back in a week. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to skip football this Sunday. Yeah, we're We've just going to go to the mountains of the gods. Yeah. Leave my clothes here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, so what, uh, let's see what's what today's the 23rd, 22nd, the 23rd, the, uh, the beginning of the month was the, we stormed the fucking Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> America I mean, did. Yeah. Uh, dude, what do you, okay. What do you think? Like, I'm a dummy. Like I'm not, I don't know that much what's going on. I'm not really politically. You're, let's inclined. just say you're better off, probably. Yeah, for real. I, <laughs> I think most people are. But just in, in the like, we we you know we see a certain amount of it on social media. Like, what do you think? What's your opinion? Like, what the fuck is going on in America? Like, if you had to, like, if someone who who lived out of out of our country and yeah. they don't really watch social media, and they're like, but they've just kind of heard that it's just madness. What would you say to them? Like, what's the elevator pitch for what the hell's going on in America right now? Uh. I would just say it's probably a TBD to be determined. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the wild I mean, west. We don't know what stage we're in though. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Everything leading up to the election, then the election happening. And it, it I don't know, yeah. you know, there's so many different things going on. Do you think it's going to chill out now? It seems like it already kind of is. It does feel kind of like it it's will. kind of been kind of weird. Yeah. Um, like I know just after Biden got in, like they're already talking about like opening things back up now that he's in. Yeah. And like CNN, I'm not like saying like COVID's not real or anything, but like CNN took away like the tracker of all the deaths and stuff. Oh, we did. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of weird. Like uh. I'm not I'm not saying like it's conspiracy, but it's like obviously, you know, the Trump or that that party is like what they were. You know, they're very, seem like they're kind of anti everything uh-huh. as far as like the COVID and everything. And then media, most of the liberal media is like pushing it like it's a massive thing and it's, you know, they're controlling that side of it. And then yeah. once their guy gets in, let's be honest, he's their guy. Yeah. It just kind of goes away a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's still here, but like it seems like there's a bit of a lull right now. God, I, I don't even fucking know. Like, I don't even know what my feelings on any of it are. It's like, like I, I mean, I don't think it's fake for sure. Obviously, like I know people who have had it. I know people who have died from it. Yeah, like, for sure. I don't know people who have died, but I know people have died. Yeah. Um, but there is actually, I mean, there's got to be some point where, like, like, what if we had just, just for the flu, like in the bottom right corner of like all of our news networks, it's like showing you a ticker of how many people are dying. Well, well um, if you if you look into that stat, you you would go crazy because it's if the, the numbers are pretty similar 
to right. the to the flu. Yeah, see, but it, we we're not shutting down the country and stuff like that for yeah. the flu. Um, I mean, it's a new virus. No one knows, or no one no one knew at the time how bad it could be. So I get I get some of that for sure. Like yeah. you, you got to be careful, but yeah, we had to have some sort of initial reaction. Like I think like the first, I mean, the, our our reaction of doing things the way we've been doing things in my opinion, has gone on too long. Like there should have been after, after a few months, maybe five, six, seven months. I don't know when the right time would be. They, yeah. they should have a way of determining it, but there should have been like a, some sort of like where we get smart people together to have like a real conversation, not just to like, you said this, you're on this team, you're on that. Like instead of arguing, having actually intelligent, like yeah. emotionally mature people. Well, speaking it, about like, it doesn't help do when do? like the CDC or the, you know, whoever says one thing, Mm-hmm. And then they roll out all this stuff and they're like, ah, just kidding. It's actually this, we think. Yeah. And I, and I get, again, it's like it's it's evolving as it's coming, but it's like the same time, like, like some of these things that they've done have been so drastic and so, uh-huh. I guess, detrimental to, you know, society or, you know, you know communities. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that's kind of crazy to go to, to 10 when everything is kind of pointing towards right. maybe a five. Yeah. Like, exactly. well, that, that's what I'm saying. I feel like we should have reassessed at yeah. the beginning. What, what we, you know, we probably should have gone to a 10 at the beginning. Like, like at the beginning, I think we probably should have had the way it was presented. And then like the, like the being lied to, cause they want to, they lied to the public. Cause they want to make sure that like the nurses and, yeah, and get the all the masks, all and the masks. Stuff, yeah. but it's like, I think they should have came out some smart person, some person who knows what's going on. Some person who's honest, like fucking hired Dwayne the Rock Johnson to walk out on a podium and basically say, <laughs> "Listen, guys, yeah, here's what we do for sure. No, there's a virus, and it's and and we don't know the death rate. We don't know how bad it is. We don't know where it's from. We don't basically say we don't know for sure a lot of these things. But right now we've got to, you know, assume the worst. We're gonna lock down so we can at the beginning the flatten the curve thing seemed to kind of make sense. It's like, yeah, cool, yeah. Like I, I mean, I was dating a nurse at the time, like. I don't want her to be overwhelmed and having to work 22 hour shifts every day of the week out in some tent out in the parking lot of her hospital. Right. You know, but we should like, we lost our fucking mind somewhere in between because mm-hmm. we should have been able to reassess and be like, okay, we, you know, flatten the curve or we, we know now more than we did. So now we can make new decisions, but now there's just like, you know, it gets all politicized and yeah. Messy. And then the problem is, you know, you have States that seem to have it under control that don't have the same restrictions as some of these very, you know, highly restricted areas, like say like LA or, you know, even Portland or Seattle, um, New York, that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, obviously the populations are different, you know, but they, there, they were, there were some guidelines they followed them, you know, and then it seems like they flatten their own curves. You know, I don't know. it, It just seems like, some states had it figured out. Some states thought they did, but they really didn't. Yeah. And then they're doing worse off now yeah. than the states that just figured it out. And I don't know. It's so complicated, but I know. I, I mean, know. I've fuck, obviously we're not the ones to solve. To solve <laughs> yeah. The problem, but well, actually I have a geopolitical degree and no. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I also went to the GD, GDP um, blockbuster school of, of uh, Harvard degree PhD. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But it's interesting to talk about. I mean, you know, everyone wishes they could, you know, fix it. Yeah, you right. Know, it, it, but I, yeah, I do. You know, I'm always. You just hope that you know people that are in the know or have the power do what's right. But when it's pretty obvious, I think everyone agrees that there were some major missteps, whether you mm-hmm. want to admit it or not. Yep. Um, you know, 
especially for, you know, we're looking at like whole sectors of our country that are just decimated, you know, right. the ser- the service industry, um, music industry. Yeah. Um, gig that, workers. Are yeah. That's kind of, it's just kind of literally over strippers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the service industry. I guess it is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so they, well. They did here. We had uh, the drive, the drive-through strip club. Are you serious? Yeah. Drive-through strip club. Mm-hmm. What? Like you pull up and it's your turn, and the stripper gets in. Your so car. it was. It was actually really expensive, but we did it because we were, there was nothing to do. How was it? <laughs> it was great. Oh, I took. Uh, you know, I took a roommate and his girlfriend and uh, their dog Cash, who's here. Um, He's a puppy, so you know girls love puppies, especially strippers. Um, but we we rolled up, and it was like fifty bucks for the truck, and we're like, oh man, okay, all right. And you you have to order food because the whole okay. deal is like you roll through this tent, and it's like uh, the you know magic wonderland of, stri- of strippers. And then by the time you get to the end of the tent, you get your food. Oh yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. Actually, <laughs> it was actually pretty that cool. Actually like everyone cool. was super nice and. Uh, we rolled up through the tent and yeah. they had like, you know, smoke going and there's yeah. like a stripper on each side of the truck and they're going crazy. Yeah. And, uh, they had like these big buckets and you just kind of throw cash out oh, or no. they would they take it with like the old grandma, like gripper things uh, out of your truck. <laughs> dude, I love the stripper ingenuity. It was great. great. Like it was great. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and, I mean, they, that's the, they're people with jobs. That's what they do for work. Like this, yeah. like don't, this sex worker field is an entire fucking field of work. It's real. Like we can't just act like it's not there because we're a post-Christian society. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, the food was actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I'll say it right now. Yeah, I've, that's the first time I've ate at like an actual strip club. I guess even though it's technically. Do you think they had to step the, up their game? I think so because that mac and cheese <laughs> was bomb. Like it was like cream based. Like it was. It wasn't just like Velveeta. It was Ooh, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not just from a bag in the back. No. Like. Yeah, it was legit. It was a whole. It was a whole setup. Are they still doing that right now? I think. They, I don't know. I think they got shut down. After that. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of one of those things where, like, it was kind of, like, in the midst of everything shutting down and there was nothing to do. And we're like, oh, we could go do this, yeah. like, stripper thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we drove down there and did it. And there's a line of cars. People were on the same vibe. They're like, yeah. we're going to get some food. Dude, I See mean. See some boobies tonight. Humans are ingenuity, man. Yeah. Like, make, make it a drive-through strip, strip club situation. Like, shit, yeah. Cash. Their their puppy, he got to be out on the uh, one of the gals grabbed him out of the truck and oh. she's dancing on the, on stage with him. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> wow, wow, what an incredible thing! I mean, it'll be interesting to look back at. I don't know. I always I always try to think of like the you know the world after this, like when we get back to normal. But it'll be even even whatever we fucking fall into next. It's going to be the most interesting. Like in 10 years, when we look back or we talk about this time, it's going to be, going to be like, just, it's going to be the craziest thing to describe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, time. I think that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're just, we're just, we're still, I mean, I think last week was a year. No, I don't think we're out a year yet. Are we not a year yet? Or oh, cl- well, close. Well, like the first case or whatever. Yeah. Well, because so it was it was middle of March when Washington shut down. I know that because I was literally at a show up in Seattle hmm. with like two thousand students. Yeah. And it was basically like a like things got serious so quick that we're like we don't think we should be having two thousand people here. We did. We ended up going through with the show, but I mean it was yeah. But that was middle of March. But before that. I remember being very stressed out because I would read Reddit every night before bed like oh, an idiot because yeah. I was watching it happen in China. Right, and then I, Italy. 
Yeah, and yeah. it started to spread. And I, I've, I've played this game called Plague Incorporated. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but it's it's actually super sick. This was before COVID. This was out like a couple of years ago. I had this app on my phone. And basically what you do is you create your own like fungus or plague or virus or um, like you kind of choose what what style of um, like like a biological um, deterrent or I don't know exactly the word, but, you know, a, a virus or a fungus or whatever. And you spread it to the world. But you get to choose basically. <laughs> terrible. Like it gives you a world map. <laughs> and so like like if you want to win, if yeah. you want, cause, and then you're like, it's this thing where. If you don't put the proper amount of like strength and um, like I, uh, uh, DNA binds and stuff into it, then, you know, and, and you release it in a, a country with high wages and with like smart people there, then they'll get a cure for it quick. Mm-hmm. And so you want to put it like I would start it in places like India because it's a highly populated area, but they're not incredibly like economically rich. And so it would spread faster. They wouldn't be able to contain it as easily. And then on the app, you would have your little airplanes flying over to other countries and it would take oh, your plague geez. with them. <laughs> wow. But, so this was a game. This I, is insane. It's crazy how morbid it sounds. It's like, like they were, it's like they were someone, let's just, let's just hypothetically say it was, it was yeah. engineered. And it's like, someone's like, dude, we have all the data we need <laughs> from this game, from this game. <laughs> but seriously though, like, I mean, you had to use strategy like, yeah. and you had to, and you would do like upgrades towards certain things. Like you would choose at, at a, a crucial point in time, whether you whether this virus now is a uh, can be transmitted by mosquitoes now it can be mm. transmitted by mice uh. and so you'd see place you know like places with subways and stuff where there's mice you start to see them get more infected but if you chose mosquitoes you'd see like places heavily populated with like wooded areas those get infected uh. so i mean it's <laughs> but it's crazy that that game did not seem as morbid and fucked up before the pandemic like right. it was just like yeah that's just another cool game idea. until you you knew you were just giving data to crazy god damn i wonder i should look at like the app developers and see if they are from <laughs> wuhan china they're literally from <laughs> wuhan china oh man yeah. wait does that mean that i that i contributed to the covid outbreak i don't know great what a crazy game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but it it really is, it is interesting to think you know our culture is our society it's just so diverse like we're so far detached from like you know just being the things that came after monkeys yeah like just being a biological organism that like can be taken out by a virus that uh, that you don't see it's not like it's so tiny nano size i know it's it's insane um i think it's weird because this whole shutdown and not having anything to do or less to do, um, I think the way society's going to go is, I mean, we're, we know it's going to get definitely weirder and different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just being more used to, um, you know, ordering stuff online, not going out to yeah. get stuff. Um, you know, like there's, a, I mean, there's already like, um, you know, obviously autonomous stuff is going to be way more in the next, yeah. even just five years is going to be crazy. Um, um, drone stuff's already been cleared for new, uh, like delivery stuff. Yep. Um, well, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Kids are going to be popping those out of the air with pellet guns. I don't know if oh, they thought about oh, that. Oh, dude, when I was young, I would have definitely. Why wouldn't you? Right? But now they're going to have to have <laughs> extra cameras on them. Like. 
Then they take your son to jail. Yeah, trying trying to catch the little shits who are shooting the the drones and pelicans. But dude, when I was young, yeah, you, like, you have like pirated Amazon drones. You're like, yeah, this is pieced together with UPS and, and Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you have to scribble out the FedEx symbol or something. Yeah, yeah. spray paint it, <laughs> dude. That's actually probably gonna be a thing. Yeah, I mean, I've like okay. When I was younger, I used to, I had airsoft guns. Like I loved those damn things. Yeah, I would. I, I didn't have a pellet gun. If I had a pellet gun, I'd probably shoot it at it at a drone. But I would yeah. have definitely shot the airsoft gun for sure. I imagine kids are going to be. Oh yeah. But is it, it is really? I think you know the whole pandemic, the whole lockdown has really sent that whole situation, like all of our autonomous, autonomous, um, like future growth options have been skyrocketed and yeah. like really locked in. And we're, we probably we probably now are going to have it years and years sooner than we would have if we didn't have the lockdown. I think so, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because they're going to do deliveries. They're going to start um, deliveries at like hospitals and stuff. Like if you you know, uh, need a heart transplant, somebody has a heart and they're in a different state or far away, a different hospital, they can like get the drone to the helipad of a new, you know, just like we do with helicopters now, yeah. I assume. But we'll be doing that with, with drones. Like that that changes the medical game quite a bit. Oh yeah, you know? just yeah. And then uh, where's a there's a college campus that was already trying out these little like robots, look like just like almost like coolers. Oh. And they would like just they they had packages in them and they would just kind of roll around and and deliver packages. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw a little video of that. Actually. Yeah, which college town not very smart, a lot of dumb kids. Yeah, like oh I stole this <laughs> again. It's like I, I want to see that's like the human elements. We're still so stupid. And there's like these very very smart people that want to like really changed like society yeah. and everything like no this is good this is gonna help make everything easier for you yeah. guys and you're like oh that'd be cool let's take it and, and yeah. now it's our party friend yeah 40 percent. <laughs> it's of like just banging into the by. wall of a corner of like some you know gross you know frat <laughs> just it's covered in dry beer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's how it'll, that's how it'll be though i mean there'll be a, a percentage of people who like walk by like, I mean, we're walking down the road, going to our next class, or we're walking down the road, going to a party. We're in college yeah. or something, and we see a package dry, or rolling right past us, you know? We're yeah. Gonna fucking, maybe we're going to kick well, it or let's, let's, take it. Let's or, take hobos, for example. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to discriminate here, but let's be honest. Number one form of transportation, shopping yeah. carts. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to stop with shopping carts. If, if there's something rolling around the street, they'll just pick it up, throw it in the shopping cart. That's true. Yeah. We'll figure a way to open it. Great. Now we're going to have like a new uh, like crackdown on police force. Like there'll be a whole police task on just people <laughs> protecting the rights of robots. Yeah. Or they're, you feel like have like a shock thing. You touch and you get shocked. That'd probably be the smartest move. Like yeah. the shock doesn't turn off until the package is deemed delivered at the door. Or does like a big like, you know, like those little tags that have like the, I'm not saying this is, I've ever tried this, but. There's like, they're like, they're like the little uh, ink bomb, you know? Yeah. Blows up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, th they'll probably have something like that. You'd have, have to. Some sort of protection. God knows those things probably aren't cheap. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we'll have, we'll also have autonomous vehicles. I mm -hmm. think that, like, I mean, so you're, you're a definite car guy. Yeah. So this might hurt your feelings, but I feel like eventually what's going to happen is like cars are going to be a thing that car people have. But for the most part, you're gen generally, this is way years out for sure. But I think we're going to have like pods that come and pick us up. Like, yeah. So it's actually, it's, it's, it's a great, great leeway into this yeah. is uh, super interesting for me uh, being a car guy for sure. Uh, but I'll, I'll work, I work for Mercedes Benz. So mm -hmm. they're definitely at the close to the, to the top, if not, you know, the top for a lot of um, innovation and stuff like that. Um, 
like uh we have like a b it's a, called the b class and it mm-hmm. was um uh basically the motor is a tesla motor because they they helped tesla with like funding and stuff huh. but in in change for that we got some some like the electric motor from them and then you'll look inside of a tesla and there's a lot of buttons and stuff like that are, that are bends oh, it's kind of weird i didn't know like that. yeah but you wouldn't know unless you kind of like see both the brands it's cool they collab though I mean. yeah yeah they, they they bought like a couple percent stake in tesla yeah, um, which is pretty common for a lot of uh, startups with bigger conglomerates. Right. Um, I guess most uh, notable recently has been GM and uh, Nikola. I don't know if you've heard of Nikola. They're uh, they've been kind of shrouded in controversy, but they started pretty close to when Tesla came out. Oh, really? And their name is Nikola. Yeah. So already kind of a ripoff, but their whole idea was um, electric semi trucks. Which is okay. a great yeah. untapped market when Tesla for it was like, we're making electric cars. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to make yeah. electric trucks. Problem is their CEO isn't smart. wasn't smart like uh, Elon Musk. He's more of like a Am- Amway kind of shyster. Yeah. So he they never had like a real truck. And they had all this money. And then they even convinced GM to like put in billions of dollars. Well, and now they got bypassed. Like now. And yeah, it, and then like they found out basically that they didn't have much of anything uh. <laughs> and their stocks just, they had the whole the stock thing where they just tanked and, uh, and GM like ended up kind of like forcing them to actually make something. So it'd be kind of interesting to see. Huh. Um, but, but yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think honestly, um, well, I think Mercedes is technically, uh, I think Mercedes is technically, uh, I'm not sure on all vehicles, but I think for some some passionate cars, they've stopped development of gasoline engines totally. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Volvo is also Volvo. Uh, I think Volkswagen have committed to by a certain year. There's there's just no more, more no more gas cars. It's all electric. So is is Mercedes working on like where where is Mercedes at with autonomous vehicles like? So, kind of creepy, but um, they've had autonomous capabilities for probably eight years. Wow. But it's just not turned on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, I mean, <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's hard to say what exa- like how, how good it was. Like, there's obviously different, different parts to it, but, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, they, it started out with, it's called Distronic. It's like a... Uh, um, like a hybrid cruise control, like like lane correction. Yeah, with lane correction, that kind of stuff, and it'll slow the car down autonomously, okay. speed it up. So basically, you could set it for forty five miles an hour, and then you would never have to touch the brake pedal again. Yeah, or the gas pedal. Um, and then there's some that have mild steering input, where they'll drive with around turns, not super crazy turns. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's pretty dumbed down, but the technology has been there. It just hasn't been really turned on, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, but, they're probably being smart, though. I mean, like let let Tesla be like the, the charge of that. You know, like yeah. if they're they're going, they're the ones going all out with it. Yeah. So like they're the ones because I immediately think of wh- where when it comes to uh, autonomous vehicles, we have like philosophy problems, like the trolley problem. I'm sure you've you've heard of. Um, where essentially, like if you if you're in the autonomous car and you're about to strike five people you're right about, you're about to hit five people with this car and you could steer away at the last minute but when you steer away you're gonna now kill one person 
So there, it's like this choice of like, is it better to just kill one person than five people? And then it's like, well, what if that one person is a, a kid and the rest are all <laughs> old men who are yeah. just on, they're on their walk from the retirement? Like it's 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 problems that humanity hasn't figured out or come to agreement on. And so now our, our technology is like super right there. So, I mean, I, I feel like if I was a, a, a company that is doing very successfully in other areas, you know, like in cars, I don't think that I would want to be the first one to make the decision to like eh, hit that one kid. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like it's going to change the whole scope of everything when it gets here, because a lot of people don't think about everything involved with your car. Like the car may not even, I think there's going to be a, t- a period of time where you can still buy a car and it'll be quote unquote yours. And then I think at some point um, you're not going to own a car. It's going right. to be something you, uh, I guess, lease or rent okay, with okay. other people or something like that. Um, and I think the reason because the reason why is I think there's, there's a lot of different reasons, but um, insurance is going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. So who right. at this, uh, so the, the, the big issue is who's, who's going to take charge of the liability now? Because if technically these cars are autonomous, it's not the owner's fault anymore. Yeah. It's all on the, the manufacturer. So insurance companies are going to be, you know, they need, they're not going to go out of business. Whew. I don't know where they're going to go, yeah. but they're going to, they're going to put that bill to the, the, um, probably the manufacturer. And it'll probably be wrapped up for a time. It'll probably be wrapped up in your, in your, uh, your monthly payment or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. Imagine being the ones who are like working for, you know, GM or Tesla or something and, like you are the legal team. Who yeah. has to make those decisions or like you're the one who, oh, I basically am in charge of all of the insurance for everybody who ever gets in any of our vehicles. Like yeah. that's a fucking, woo. you know, that's a lot on your shoulders. I've, I've heard of, um, I think Tesla now has uh, Tesla cars. You can basically your car can go be an Uber like by itself. Like, yeah. like what, when you're not using it, I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah, basically already have that. Yeah. I, I don't, and, and I don't know if that's because, because that, they have that uh, that uh, the capability, but I don't know. It's that's still up to like states because some, there's a lot of states that don't allow autonomous driving still. Mm. Um, so that's that's kind of the cool part with that whole idea is basically like you go to work for eight ten hours a day, your car could be making you money. Yeah, it's right. a, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, basically like you you go to work and then um, you come back. Hopefully your car's not on a ride. Yeah, and it comes back, and then you know you look at your phone. And you're like, oh shit, I made three hundred bucks today on top of great whatever you know else. Yeah, see, I think that'd be great because as, as long I'm sure they would have a way to where it's pretty like, hey, make sure you do your thing during the day. Make sure my car's here at six sharp, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like as long as you're not getting off work early and you like want to leave right now, you'd have yeah. to wait. But I think they'd probably make it to where there's there's strict windows of yeah. make sure my car is here so I can get to work on time. It would, but. I mean, and it's an interesting idea. It, it, there there are again some again we talked about the whole human element with these robots and dumbasses. But yeah. again, you have random people in your car while you're not there. Yeah, Mike. It's like boys. you might get it back and it's trashed. You know, it's like yeah. what? It just smells like farts. And yeah. So you know, which is already kind of a thing with Uber drivers. You know, it's like. You, right. There's a fee and stuff like that, obviously. Um, but so that's that's an interesting point you brought. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, the next part, I think, that will be a little farther down the road, it's going to be kind of weird to think about, is that we are not going to be able to drive. I think they're not going to allow us to drive? 
it will be too dangerous for a human to drive on the same road as autonomous cars. Oh, I can see that. Because yeah. basically all these autonomous cars is going to it's going to change the whole landscape of <sighs> basically everything. Yeah. There's not going to be stoplights. They won't need them. Yeah, basically the cars are talking to each other. The car, the car, they're 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 uh like schools of fish basically. Yeah. Or or dolphins. They just they talk to each other very fast. Like you might be going there you can talk about like some of the cars not having windows because it will actually be traumatic for people to look outside because you'll be going through an intersection and it'll be like missing the bumper of a car by like oh, millimeters, yeah. but it's the most efficient way to not, because yeah. if the car stopped, it's not efficient, right? You want to yeah. get there as fast as possible or as cleanly as possible. Yeah. But you're in the car. I mean, so yeah, you're about to get sideswiped, <laughs> right? Like, Oh man. So that that's going to be kind of interesting to say, like the literal, they're literally saying like, you know, it will be dangerous for a person to be on the road. Yeah. So the, I don't know when that's going to happen, but that'll be pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I could totally see that. I, do you I just, do you just shut down like a car, like autonomous cars for a few days during the year for a classic car day? That's probably <laughs> what it would be, man. Like what? Yeah. Oh wow, that'll be super interesting. Yeah. I mean, you'll be able to maybe maybe that's the way to make money is you like you own your own track where people come and they get to drive. Like that'll be a thing where Yeah, it's like a, like a uh, like a circus show. Come drive a classic <laughs> car from back in the day. It's just a bunch of like hunked up junks too. Yeah. Like it's just cuz like this is all that's left. Everything else was scrapped. Wow, this LeBaron is so sick. People yeah. this is a cool car. Or even I mean, so once that starts happening, think about young kids who like start aging out of ever having their you know driver's license or whatever we have then. Well, you already see it. Like people, kids aren't driving as much in general. Yeah. Like they're like I can't remember the stats, but like driver's licenses were down with youth. They just don't see a need to. They got Uber. They other. They or they live in a city where there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's there's just ways to get around. I mean, you got scooters and stuff you can rent. I mean, One it's, wheels. yeah, it's like you can just kind of go work, get around easily enough. And yeah, I mean, it's yeah, we already are changing. I mean, thinking about just the the example itself of imagine, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years ago, let's say just for full, even maybe 10 years ago, but 15 years ago, imagine telling someone like, hey, when your daughter wants to go get food, she's going to get in the car with a stranger and he's going to take her there. And, and and that's what's gonna happen. Like a, a complete stranger, you just call him on your phone. Like a taxi driver? Yeah. But you don't know him? But you don't know. I get okay, I guess that's not that profound then, huh? Well, but but it's like a rant is it's like he's 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 not a certified taxi driver. He's a he's just a dude. He's just a dude. Just yeah. your neighbor trying to it's make just, a couple extra It's bucks. weird. People are like, no, I'm not letting my daughter ride in some random guy's car. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's so strange. We will we are going to change though. It's funny how we're just like getting rid of the human element more to make our individual lives more like just get what we want now. We want to get to where we're going now. We don't want to have to have the conversation with the Uber driver. We don't want to. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I don't know. Yeah. But it, like I said, it's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. Really crazy. I'm excited for it though. I mean, it's it's weird that like we just so happen to be in this time, like all of our science fiction movies, like when we were growing up, like we're hinting at a lot of the things that we're actually kind of like seeing the beginning versions of now. Yeah. And, or even seeing like the full versions of now, really like our technology just advances so far. Yeah. We're at like a super dope, like influx of technology. Yeah. It might destroy us, but you know, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like everything that's happened in like the last 10 years. Like if you watch the matrix again, Mm -hmm. uh, that movie scared the shit out of you. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, I've what? Watched it, I've watched it within within the last year. Yeah, there's so many Easter eggs in that movie. The whole movie's an Easter egg. Oh, dude, you if you really want to start, I mean, and then see what your algorithms do to your brain afterwards and with your suggested content, but you can go on YouTube and type like, let's just say, how the matrix is real life. Enter. And then just watch like whatever. Oh gosh, your fancy, the sidebar. Bro. Oh my god! <laughs> like you can, and I've definitely done this. You go like, down that rabbit hole. I, I love, I love like diving into like you start the what like if touching yourself. You're like, I know this feels like a beard, but is this it's a, not. I know it's just is this a ones and zeros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What <laughs> algorithms are these? Yeah. No, I mean a, a total mind fuck. Like, but it really is. Is it's super interesting to think. I mean, because those movies were. I mean, they were really badass when we first watched them. But I don't think we were ever. There was no inkling of you know where young. It was teens. an action movie. Yeah, it was like the, the fight scenes where they're on the freeway, like fighting on top of the buses and shit. <laughs> yeah. That was so dope. Yeah. But now, yeah, watching those, it's almost uncomfortable. Yeah. Where you're like, hopefully you're that's putting all not the pieces us. together. Yeah. yeah. You're like, Neo is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, dude. If I ever wake up and uh, realize that I had been living my whole life in a simulation, like I'm, I'm gonna have a psychotic break. So I just don't. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but maybe it is. Maybe we are living in a simulation, Tim. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of that shit is convincing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've had, I've had people message me about it. Literally, like, tell it, like, they're like, dude, I've been watching these videos, learning, researching this stuff for three years, and like, I've come to this conclusion. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I don't watch it's like, you're watching, where, did, where did the Egyptians go? Where did the Mayans go? It's like that was the end of that simulation. Yeah. Wipe it. Mm. pyramids are still there and then they didn't do a full wipe yeah but then like they got some new people yeah plugged in some new stuff isn't it weird how we don't even like those all those stories or even like you know the greek gods like any of those things like a a lot of our history doesn't feel like what it actually is like that was in line with like what we are now and how we live in our world now like the the trickle down of those things are what we have now, but they seem like something other. Like it's like, a, like it seems like another movie almost when you hear about that, those histories. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of similarities still. Like if you like kind of break down, obviously there's massive disparities as far as like translations, but there's a lot of similarities as far as like, I call them like little G's gods with little G's mm. like gods and stars. Stars nowadays are like basically gods. People look up to them. They have billions of follow, millions of followers, and people are like sick, like when they see them. They're just like, "Oh my! I touched this person. Yeah. You know, I can't believe it. Leonardo DiCaprio's real." Dude, that is true. We definitely feel like famous people or influencers with that yeah. spot in our psyches that has always been obsessed or, or you know, just committed to a higher power. A so, God. what if these gods that are movie stars are real gods from like? Greek times, they just never die, and they just they just fill in a new void. Well, whatever's day. whatever's the top of the top, like okay, I'll be a movie star now. Yeah, hey, the, the I'm not like, throwing bolts of lightning right now. That was like a past me. Yeah, that's but I still can right now. I still can. Yeah, I can. They're gonna fucking unzip their <laughs> their human suit and be a reptile. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, full circle. Oh god. So QAnon is real. Let's talk about this. QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, now my fucking video is gonna be flagged on YouTube for yeah. saying QAnon. That's uh, another thing too. The censoring. Well, people, shit. yeah, censoring, but also you know, people want to believe like the savior thing, and mm-hmm. there's, there, I get it. I've looked into it, and you know, it's like 
uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that seems pretty crazy. But I can see why people are like, "Whoa, this is this is it." It's yeah. this algorithm is put these little Easter eggs and and JFK is still alive. And yeah. also, you're like, "Wait, what, bro?" I mean, yeah. we want we Trump got, like, is Jesus. Yeah, that isn't that like literally what the main. <laughs> I thing think of basically is? he's like an. They think he's like anointed, like the. Savior, yeah. savior. Like he's fighting the secret evil cabal behind yeah. doors, and I mean, I so I've definitely. I mean, I enjoy conspiracy theories, and I also like, I like just wondering, like, okay, like what if, or like you know, I like watching the next the next video and like trying to really contemplate it. But then, like, you can't do that every day, all day, because no. your beliefs are actually going to start being this kind of stuff. Yeah, it it really warps like the way you see things, and yeah. you got to like reel it back, like, all right, come on, this is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think we just gotta like watch our, like we are human, you know, just yeah. like we were just talking about. We we are the lineage of like all these crazy civilizations before us. Like as much as we want to think we're so different, we never believe those things. And like, oh, they believed in gods and they had with these things. Like, those are there's things involved in that that like whether it's biological or there's like some sort of evolution to our consciousness that holds on to like things from the past. We're, we're clearly wanting those. And especially yeah. right now, I think, you know, with the badness of the world, like we're going through a massive, you know, fearful meaning crisis in every way, like everybody in the world, because yeah. we're all dealing with it. And so, of, of course, we're going to like try to find things that make us feel certain, you know, it's, it's just a human thing, you know, but I, shit. But at this point, I can't confidently say this is for sure not true. Because here's what's true. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, I have no idea. No, maybe the crazy shit is what's going on. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> insane. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you got to reel it back to. For me, I guess I just I, I do believe there's good. I do believe there's bad. Yeah. I mean, if that's just just vibe off of that. If it doesn't feel right, then just don't put in the energy or time into it. That's how I feel. Right. Because. It, whether it's a conspiracy theory, whether it's a group of people or whatever, you know, like if it, if it just is like, Ooh, no, it's like, just change your vibe. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, like say it is all true. Like you were saying, yeah. you like what we're talking about It's like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. It sounds like you're screwed. So no, it's just like, after coming at the end of the month anyway, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, pray at night. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, hopefully you wake yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Do your thing. Fucking enjoy your last couple of weeks of coffee, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah crazy crazy to think about yeah I, I don't know if we're ever going to come up with i mean we've never really had a full-on consensus consensus for like what is fucking going on here mm-hmm. <laughs> in reality and like the agendas of government or any of that stuff but especially the, like the internet now we are at the influx of like what we call truth <laughs> and what it's, yeah. it's all fucking messy right now it's real messy it's it's i mean th- there's there's like like serious people, normal people, um, smart people, regular people, like people of all kinds and all kinds of intellect believing very intense far out things. Like, dude, I, I, like I said, like I'll, I'll watch these like kind of for entertainment, but I'll like, you know, entertain them for a couple of days. I'm like really thinking about it, but there's been times weeks, weeks at a time where I'm like pretty convinced of some weird shit. Like maybe not reptile fucking skin suit, <laughs> uh, Trump is Jesus sort of stuff, but I don't know. I get we really we don't know. We are kind of well. It it's also weird because there are. 
I mean, it's it stems from like conspiracy theorists, and then there's like certain things that have come out to be 100% true that you would literally be run out of town for like 10, 15, 20 years ago. 100%. And then it's like, so how it's, it's not hard to understand how people can go there. Yeah, it's like, well, this, this thing, this MK ultra thing that yeah. came out, like they declassified that they, they was, they were doing that real fucking thing. So it's like, okay. So if they're doing that, is that the mm-hmm. only thing they're doing? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, like, I mean, when these things start to become <laughs> true, you know, yeah. you're, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely enough stuff, enough conspiracy theory has enough like, uh, proof to it. And, and like stories have been unwound, like to show us that like, okay, our government along with a lot of other world governments do fucked up stuff. And so at this point, I think that we've just realized how long we've been lied to, let's say mm-hmm. that we don't like nobody really knows what's to trust. And so yeah. we're, we're clinging to something I, that seems to make sense that everybody's doing their own version of it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 that's, that's, that's hundred percent right there. Everyone's just kind of, everyone has, wants to like believe their own thing uh-huh. and they're holding on to it. Yeah. Might be freaking crazy, but you know, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I know in the meantime, I'm enjoying the Bernie memes on the internet. Yeah, Bernie is a national treasure right now. What is like? How did that fucking happen? Just like a couple of days ago, I just started seeing Bernie memes everywhere from that that photo. Yeah, it, it just looks like he's forced to sit at a meeting he doesn't want to be at because let's be honest, they kind of screw him over. And <laughs> yeah. they twice. Yeah, <laughs> they totally steamrolled him. Yeah, poor guy. Um, whether you like him or not, you know, or burn, per burn, you know. But uh, he seems like a sweet guy. He just wants everyone to have everything for free. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I want that too, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just random. I mean, I didn't even notice it. I didn't, I didn't watch the inauguration. No, I, I don't, I don't watch another, I don't watch much news anyways. I know. It's off topic a little bit, but I told my buddy at work, like, I was like, he's, I was like, dude, what did you think about that crazy stuff at the Capitol? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, what? You didn't, you don't know, like the whole like thing of like the crazies, like going to, they storm the storm the capital. He's like, "What are you talking about, dude?" I <laughs> that felt, dude is smart. I, I felt bad, like I had shown him porn or something for the oh, first time, because no. he, he was like, "What do you mean?" And then he like he comes back next day. He's like, "Dude, me and my wife don't watch news." He's like, "I can't, I can't believe I didn't know." Yeah. He's like, "It was crazy. That's crazy. They did that." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah." I felt bad though. Well, I'm, isn't that the thing? That's I, I, it's I, like I, was he in his own reality, and everything was different, and then I just brought him over into mine yeah, and what ruined if, his whole life. What is truth to him? You took away his truth. <laughs> he by could have been the seeing news. things totally differently and I totally fucked him. Yeah, he probably thought shit was going great. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, smooth transition from yeah, the president's yeah, like Trump's cool. Trump's in. Yeah, everyone's happy and yeah, yeah. We're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you did. You pulled him in. Well this I I've I've repeated this on here before, but um Duncan Trussell has has said this before. There's probably some motherfucker somewhere sitting next to a beautiful waterfall who has no idea how pissed off he's supposed to be right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's such, it's actually like such a profound statement. It's true. Like we really do like have an instant access to like our, our brainstem being yep. attacked at exactly. our, like you get a notification for some shit that's going to stress you out. So I know it's like, I like have a, a news thing on my phone and it's got like a little slider to how you want it really progressive. You want it really liberal. Mm. And it's like, you leave it in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that, just, I just turned it off. Isn't that crazy though? Like to think that because you can it, hear the same exact story 
Yeah. But like we've now recognized our biases and our like our, our camera angles paint yeah. the whole thing differently. We it's now like you want to hear like a sort of unbiased story, okay, but the same story, or or you hear like the really red version or the really blue version. Mm-hmm. It's like it's all the fucking same story, but it divide again. We have that three way divide. You have the crazy super right, super left, and then you have a lot. Honestly, there's a lot of people just in the middle that are just like. Fuck you guys. Yeah. There's so many people that are just tired of it. Yeah. I, I feel like a majority of people are, they're either like your coworker who are just like, <laughs> it's all so crazy that we just stopped watching any of that shit. Yeah. And if, if there's a fucking earthquake, we're going to feel it when it happens, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, and then, yeah, it's the, the polls are just so different. So, I mean, people really are buckling down on their beliefs. Like, oh yeah. And, with, and then like, again, like if you're not, if you're if, again, like I, I would be considered probably people, people like saw me, didn't know me. Like, Oh, that guy's a redneck. He likes trucks and yeah. country. And yeah, he's probably like got a MAGA flag outside. You know, it's not true. Uh-huh. Didn't vote for the guy. Didn't vote for the other, vote for the other guy. Yeah. But that's just the, the view of everybody. It's just, it's just you like this guy, you're either this total or that. Lib. That guy's a total lib. Yeah. This guy's a total, total, you know, red redneck guy or Trump Trumper. Dude, I, I said something to uh to a person that I was talking to just yesterday. I was messaging back and forth. Um, th- this person is is very very Trump. Um, I literally said I typed out I'm neither a Democrat or a, or I, I, what I say I'm neither a, a a Republican or a Democrat or something like that. Or maybe I said like Republican or liberal. I don't yeah. know exactly what I said, but it's crazy how like me saying that to this person, like I literally don't think it computed in their brain. It's like, well, you can't, you, like, yeah. you, you can't not be one. You're either one or the other. And it's like, that's the fucking problem guys. I know you <laughs> think that it's a new black or white complicated than Ooh. that. Blue. Hey, Hey, we're trying to have a podcast here. Here we go. Crap. I forgot. Come on, bud. Well, Tim, I think we solved the world's problems for the most part. I think we did. We're, I mean, I think people probably feel way better about yeah, the I mean, whole situation. I think we've uh, gave everyone a, a very good view into the future of driving, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I appreciate you. We'll we'll wrap it up here. I, I, I do appreciate you fucking just letting me stumble through. Like yeah. we didn't really have many subjects. We wanted to just kind of BS and I think we did that. Yeah. That's good. That's what is that's what's a good thing about a podcast. It's like you don't have to it's another one of those don't strangle it things. Yeah, right? you just kinda let it evolve and be what it yeah. is. That's yeah. a, that's been one of the bigger things is like, you know, I've done enough of these now. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, at least 70 and I still, you know, I, I completely entirely a hundred percent just like stumble my way through it. Even if I have notes, even if I'm practicing, even if I know who I'm interviewing, even if I don't like, it's just, I just fall through it and people seem to listen. And I don't know. I, I think it's a good reminder that like, that's how we should do stuff. You know, just, just fucking do it. Just stumble through it. You know, just like with music, just sit down and and write something and try not to to overthink and just let the emotions come out. (laughs) Just let it happen. (laughs) So I would like, I, I, maybe by the next time we do one of these in whatever world this is, like you've got a, some recordings online. I would love to, I love to, I love, I would love to like have your stuff on my phone, man. So I can listen to it on Spotify in my car and stuff. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a goal. That's a goal this year is to get a few of them up there. Yeah. See what see what we can do. Okay. Well, okay. Last thing. Uh I've been asking everybody this lately, and we'll we'll send it off on this. But uh Tim, 
what would you say if you had magic wand and you're you're in charge of this? What does the world need more of right now? Uh, the two L's, light and love. I'm with it. That's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm with it. Is that a basic bitch? I think I have that over my headboard in my bedroom. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm a dude with <laughs> light, a man love, and coffee. Yoga. I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm but that's but that's it, all all funny aside. I think that that's a good one. Yeah, dude, we do yeah. need we do we need love and light, man. All right, I'm cool yeah. with it. All right, Tim, I appreciate you, all man. Right. Thank Thanks you for having me. me, listeners. Take care of yourselves. Drink some water. Do some stretches. Um, hug your friends next time you see them. How about that? Peace out. ourselves.